Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast.
the Lord for what he has done. Amen. It's not hard tonight. You don't have to look far. You don't have to try. You don't have to make up anything. You don't have to make it bigger than it is. Just look what the Lord has done. Amen. I'm glad tonight for the help of the Lord, aren't you? Amen. Yeah, and we appreciate Brother Gary giving us this opportunity. Thankful for God's people. Yes. I'd like to thank you for being faithful. I wanted to thank you for being faithful down through the years. I was talking to Caleb about coming and been a while since he had been here and I told him some of the ones that were there when we first started coming they're not there anymore and I know you miss them I'm just here maybe once a year and miss them but I know you do but I'm glad for God's faithful people glad for God's wholeness people not compelled tonight, Brother Kenton, to try to defend us. I don't like the feeling that we get sometimes of trying to put homeless people on the defensive. We don't have anything to be defensive about tonight. Our families and love one another and homes are good and for the most part, amen, we don't have nothing to be ashamed of tonight. The Bible said that wisdom was justified of her children. In other words, if you want to, no one has to make a case for wisdom. All you do, Brother Daniels, look at her children. And when you look at wisdom's children, then you come away looking favorably at wisdom. It's justified of her children. And likewise, holiness is justified of their people. Amen. Amen. It, all, it has always been that the devil has tried to bump them and move them. And with great grace, the people of God have just stood. Amen. We love you. Oh, yes. We'll help you if we can. Yes. Folks will bend over backwards to help you if, you, if we can. But this is what we are. And I thank you for being faithful. It has proved through the years that this works. I'm not defensive tonight. I'm just telling you. It has proven itself over and over and over. And once again, God's faithful people is where the favor is. So thank you. Thank you for the stand. Thank you for the burden. It's not necessarily that we have just went around trying to bring everybody necessarily to our way of thinking, but the people of God had just stood faithful. And it's proven out over and over and over again. And holiness is justified of her children. Second Samuel chapter number 5. Desire your prayers tonight that the Lord would help me be a blessing to you. I feel my obligation. 
try to fulfill that tonight. Second Samuel chapter five, verse number one reads like this: Then came all the tribes of Israel to David unto Hebron, and spake, saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. Also in times past, when Saul was king over us, thou was he that led us, led us out and brought us in Israel. And the Lord said unto thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel. Thou shalt be a captain over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king to Hebron. King David made a league with them in Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. <clears throat> David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and in Jerusalem, he reigned 30 and three years over Israel and Judah. The king and his men went to Jerusalem unto the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, which spake unto David, saying, Except thou take away the blind and the lame, thou shalt not come in hither. Think, thinking David cannot come in hither. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, and the same is the city of David. And David said on that day, Whosoever getteth to the gutter, smiteth the Jebusites and the lame and the blind that are hated of David's soul, he shall be chief and captain. Wherefore they said, The blind and the lame shall not come into thy house. So David dwelt in the fort and called it the city of David. And David built round about from Milo and inward. And David went on and grew great. And the Lord God of hosts was with him. Praise God. I want to go to First Chronicles now, chapter 11. Same setting, told just a little bit different. For time's sake, I'll not read the whole thing all over again. <clears throat> Verse 4 said, David and Israel went to Jerusalem. Verse 5, and the inhabitants of Jabus or Jebus said to David, Thou shalt not come hither. Nevertheless, David took the castle of Zion, which was in the city of David. And David said, Whosoever smiteth the Jebusite shall be chief and captain. So Joab, the son of Zeruiah, was first up and was chief. David dwelt in the castle, therefore they called it the city of David. So David waxed greater and greater, for the Lord of hosts was with him. I want to remind you of one other place tonight. In the setting of scripture when the Abraham had offered up his son Isaac and the Lord stayed his hand, made promise concerning him 
said, Therefore in blessing I will bless thee, in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, the sand which is upon the seashore. Then he told Abraham, Thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Praise God. I want to preach to us tonight. If you need a title, I want to preach to us about David took the castle. David dwelt in the castle. And David, Brother Kenton, changed the name of the castle. Praise God. I want to preach to us tonight with this verse in mind. Paul said, though we war or though we live after the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Praise God. And my burden is with yours tonight. I have tried to preach from this thought at home and I'm so thrilled about the potential that I wanted to bring it to you. But my burden is with you tonight. I believe the Lord is interested in getting people and causing them to dwell in the places where, amen, no, it's fine. The places where the devil has said, you'll never come in here. Amen. Amen. The song said, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what the devil stole from me. Praise God. We could talk about letting him have it. Or we could talk about him stealing it. Either way, he's got it. Praise God. As preached to us today, sometimes it's nothing more than a memory. Amen. But I like that feeling. Brother Daniel of going to the enemy's camp. Amen. And taking back what rightfully belongs to the church. I believe the song said, He's under my feet. And I'm not preaching a song right tonight, but I believe the Bible would bear it out. Amen. Theologically, it's sound. Amen. That the devil most assuredly is subject to the Son of God. And him and his works have been put under the feet of the people of God. I may have lost some of you right there. But I want to tell you tonight, we have allowed him to have way more authority than what he actually has. Praise God. I have preached this way lots of times in the past. And between then and now, I've been in places it may have been that you'd be able to say you ain't never had no trouble. Amen. So you can talk like that. And you probably would have been right. But I've had a little bit now. And what I want to come back up here to tell you is the devil is still subject. Amen. To the Son of God. He's still subject to the power of God. And what the Lord has for his people tonight, the devil cannot keep them from receiving that that God has given them. Amen. 
I come to help you boys tonight. <laughs> David had been anointed king three times. This was the third time. <clears throat> when he was just a lad, Samuel had come to his father, sent there to look for a king, worked through the whole list of the sons, and the Lord kept telling him, it ain't him. It ain't him. It ain't him. Finally, Samuel said, have you got any more? I got one more. Just a boy. He's over there watching the sheep. I really didn't think, Brother Nathaniel, that we didn't even need to call him up today. So I left him with the sheep. Samuel said, go get him. Praise God. I'm going to preach some things to you tonight that you may take me wrong, accidentally or on purpose. Amen. But their need, God is looking for a certain kind of individual. Amen. To work in the kingdom of God. Great men are needed in the church. Great women also. But there is not a great woman in this building that would not tell you great men are needed in the church. Praise God. And they are will be picked from, empowered and equipped from the young men that desire to be great. It's not humility. It's false pride. And if you want to be great tonight so that you can go around talking about how great you are, you will never slay the first bear. You will never slay the first lion. But if you desire to be great because God needs great people, then I come to preach to you now. You say, I don't want to be great. Then I want to ask you something tonight. What do you want to be? Say, I don't pray for ability. I do. Paul said, God has made me an able minister. I pray that God will give me ability tonight to be able to touch your heart, change your mind, move your thinking. Amen. Turn your direction. Amen. Into the ways that you could desire. Amen. The things of God. David was already the kind of boy that when he told Saul, I kept my father's sheep. 
And while I kept them, a lion and a bear come up out of the thicket and stole one of the lambs. What we need, boys. <laughs> I probably preach slower even than you're used to me. <clears throat> I tried to think of something you had never heard me say before, but I, I couldn't think of that. So I'm right back. But what we need, boys, is somebody that when the lion and the bear comes out and steals the lamb, it bothers you. I don't like that. You see what the devil has done. Do you see what he's trying to do? There's something, oh, some of that, you know, you're just going to lose some after a while. That's just a hazard of raising sheep, but not for David. I don't like that. I don't like the fact that the devil's making inroad. I don't like the fact that he is bothering the people of God. And we need men tonight. We need saints of God, young and old. Young men tonight that when that takes place, amen, there's something that rises up inside of you. That cannot be allowed to be. That can't stand. Something must be done. He'd been saying that all his life. Didn't have a long time to think about it. But what he said about Goliath, it's the same thing he said about the bear. What's to be done about this bear taking the lamb? Did God help him? Does that bother you? Did God help him? Absolutely, he helped. I'm preaching to you tonight. There must be something that resides in the heart of us. We have been admonished tonight. Amen. As the Spirit of God began to move, I'm telling you, there is no bounds or limitations of what God could do in this service tonight. Brother Nathaniel, we've got to have somebody that wants to live in the castle. God have somebody that this bothers them. God have somebody in the house of God. Does that sound like you, grandson? So the Bible said, David said, I pursued the lion and the bear. I caught him. I delivered the lamb. So the lion held by the beard. 
I guess. And he reached in the lion's mouth and delivered the lamb. Run on and find your mama. And then I turned around. And I fixed it. So that would never. That ain't happening again. And I slew the bear. Does that sound like you? I'm not playing tonight. And I ain't talking about false humility. I'm begging you tonight. I preach to him and anybody that'll listen to me. We need great men tonight. God's ready to work for great men. God's ready to work for people who are desired. Amen. To have an experience in God. Amen. Down at the house of God. Ain't much, just a whole lot of us there go for it, Brother Daniel, but we're trying to build great men. Men who get the experiences not just so they can say they have them. But Brother Kenton, when there's song being sung, and nobody to sing. I am tired of and preaching against the spirit that says the only reason he does that is he thinks he got to be up front. That's of the devil. It is the refuge of the lazy. Thank you for being willing to come to the front time after time after time. The reason that I, as a pastor, and a laborer in meetings sometimes, the reason I call on the people I call on is because I have no doubt that they will say I'll come. I'll do my best. It means something to them. They've thought about it. They ain't got to complain about being, I just worked all day and my voice is bad. One told me one time at a meeting and he said I can't leave song service. I've worked all day. Find somebody else. So I did. And it was many years ago. And I found somebody else ever since. Thank you. Here, sing a song you don't even know. You are the kind of man I preach about. Yes. Amen. That man follows God. He's going to live in the castle. Amen. He's going to tear down the stronghold. He's going to break through, break through for the church. Amen. He's going to break through for his family. Amen. God's going to give him experience and help along the way.
So he told Saul, I've slew the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be no different. What we're doing now, Colton, just what may seem like insignificant things is building tonight for the church to be established now and in days to come. Because these are the people, these are the men and women, don't misunderstand me. Don't think tonight that I am ignorant to the role the sisters play because I'm not. I'm just preaching tonight about this little boy. This uncircumcised will be Philistine will be no different. He learned how to trust God. David was not the kind of man that go around, Brother Kenton, and say, I'm a great man. But he was also not the kind of man who would shy away from what needed to be done. At the house of God. Amen. So I'd get in if I wasn't so bashful. You're lazy. And your heart's full of pride. I don't know what you think about experiences, but I think when a man gets the Holy Ghost, it ought to make a difference in him. It ought to make a difference in him at home. We're not just trying to get him so you can put a mark up on the board somewhere. We expect you to be able to come. Feel that unction. Feel that power. Feel that grace. Walking into places that the devil said, you can't come in here. I heard the preachers say, some of them I heard, I heard them say, can I get can I get a witness? Is there anybody here tonight, Brother Stan, who have taken up residence in places that the devil said, you'll never get in here. I'm, I'm sorry, you watched us for 30 years. You know us. That's my boy, in case you don't know. God gave him the Holy Ghost right about a year ago. The devil told him, baby, you'll never. You can't come in here. I'd preach it if he wasn't my son. I'll tell you something, Brother Kenneth. It's that feeling. I may, it may be too nebulous for me to name. It may be too hard for me to nail it down. But there'll be people, Brother Gary, in this meeting. Surely they will be who cannot 
be content to go home without that that they need from God. The church needs me. I ain't preaching pride. The church needs me. The pastor needs me. My wife needs me. I love this boy. It's not because we spend just a whole bunch of time together. I have prayed for him a time or two. But I believe I can tell you, I love him. And I think he loves me. I've seen him walk a long way just to come and speak to me. He's been taught well. And it ain't just that. That resides in him. Great men are like that. This is not a trick question. But would you like to be a great man? <laughs> he said yes. Anybody else in here? Let's stand living in a place that the devil said, you never come in here. If you don't know him, that's the evangelist. Blessing people all over the country. It ain't always been like that. He'd scrap and pray for a little blessing. Brother Rawson couldn't hardly get leave, couldn't leave the service hardly until the devil had done took it from him. One day I told him, The Lord sure helped you today. You probably don't even remember this. He said, yeah, but I got to go to work tomorrow. He's already done. Something. This pastor got to preaching to him. Something, brother. Of what makes a man great. In the sight of God. Rose up within him. Until he paid the price. Sought the blessing. He laid up there that night at that camp meeting. The Holy Ghost. This little boy was sitting beside me. Two or three rows back. And I told him, we need to go up there. Something's about to happen. It built up like that. About that time, the Holy Ghost fell. He took the stronghold. He dwells in the castle. And for good measure, we just went ahead and renamed it. That's Brother Stan, the preacher. We renamed it. 
the Jebusites was a bad bunch of people. They represent the hardest things you've ever had to overcome in your life. There are some of those that the Bible said, boys, when you go into the promised land, promised land, run them out. And Brother Kenton, they could move them and they could push them around a little bit, but they never got them out. Not even Joshua. They're bad people. Tough people. Hard problems. Some of you done went through all the easy ones. And there ain't nothing left now but the hard one. <laughs> David had been anointed king as a little boy. Got anointed again in Hebron. But there's only two tribes. But finally... God fixed it and they all come together and they anointed him one more time. And all that was left was to take the stronghold. The last one. Praise God. All the easy stuff was over. Now we're fixing to hang in to the things that our forefathers could not budge. Y'all ain't going to help me, are you? Somebody asked my wife the other day to ask me about what I thought about generational curses. And just as a general rule, the occupation of people's minds has got too much time on their hands. Did you not like that? <laughs> well, my mom was, so I am. And her grandma or my grandma was, so my mom was, so I am. It's a bunch of nonsense what it is. Either that or there ain't no power in the gospel at all, one or the other. It ain't caused your curse, it's caused your thinking's bad. Brother Gary in there. Teaching's bad. And what they heard around the table all their life has been bad. So they're about convinced there ain't no way to get that Jebusite out. And the Jebusites had done got so arrogant that they felt sure that they were safe. That what they were saying was, we'll get the halt and the blind and we'll let them fight you. And you won't be able to get in here. The Bible said, thinking, he, he can't come in. Ain't nobody else been able to come in here. Yeah. 
All right, David, we'll get the pitiful and the halt and the blind. We'll set them on the wall. Now, it's not they thought that was such an effective fighting force. They knew better than that. That is a statement about David. And that made him mad. That aggravated him. We need some of that. I don't even I don't even mind tonight you getting mad at me. Be better off than that old cold and indifferent lethargic place that you've been living in all of your life where it makes no difference what your children do or how your wife makes it or how the church fares. You simply do not care. Say you're making me mad. Good. You're upsetting me. Good. I'll tell you again, you're not timid. You're lazy. You're not humble. You're lazy. The reason you don't pull it down is not because you're too humble to get in front. The reason you don't pull it down is because you ain't never done nothing in your whole existence to have any power with God. And that's why you can't do it. But you want to act like it's because you're humble, but you're not. So my mama told me one day when I couldn't fix her car, she got mad and aggravated me. She said, you're worthless. I was. They said, he can't come in here. This young man lives with me. Mom and dad are split. Each one of them has had multiple companions. Drugs. All the sad stuff. When he comes to us, he's as much as told me. Didn't you? That because it's that way, that's why I'm that way. First of all, I told him, I don't care how they are, but it ain't going to be with that way with you. Because you're here. Hello, Daddy. I can't help it. Help him then. Help him help it. Second of all, (laughs) 
God ain't like that. I want you to come and see us. But I wish you'd have been there last year. You boys remember? You ever get to wanting to be in a place like that? Don't let the devil tell you, son, you can't come in here. I drove all the way out here to tell you he's lying to you. Son, he's lying to you. He'd been tearing slate out in the floor. Some of you is there to help him pray to while the power of God hit him. He began to speak in tongue. Started trying to climb the climb that wall. And that ain't been the end of it. But he's trying to get a testimony. And he's trying to get a song. <laughs> Brother Aaron, when I preach, he helps me. He said, I wish I had a hundred like that. Sure, I don't blame you. Amen. But I'll do it one at a time if we need to. Amen. Because, brother, that's the kind of man. Amen. In the house of God that the church needs. That mamas need. That wives need. You can't come in here. Did devil ever tell you you can't have a blessing like that? He's a liar, you know? I'm pretty sure that if you get a hold of what I'm telling you tonight and you got to want the Holy Ghost, the devil couldn't keep him from getting it. There's enough men around, young men around here. And I ain't just one of the preachers that say stuff to be saying it. And I know they throw that out there sometimes. You could get help tonight. Just filling space. But that's not what I'm doing. We can move in. Tonight. What we need right now is a man that says, I'm going up there. I'm going up there. I've waited a long time. I've had the anointing on me. The, the scripture said, the Lord said... The word of God said, you'll be the shepherd. David said, I'm going up there. There's something missing in our families and in our fellowship. David said, whoever will go up there and get us in, 
will make him a captain. It was Joab. The problem we have tonight is nobody wants to be captain. That feeling is gone. What if I was to say tonight, the first one in, the first one around the altar, the first one in the pool can have the blessing. But nobody wants to be captain. Do you? Do you? I'm not playing. But you get a church full of young men, Brother Daniel Burnett, that desires to be leaders in the house of God. Again, I want to tell you, I seem like I have to keep saying this. I ain't talking about your pride. I ain't talking about your arrogance. I'm talking about being able to be a leader in the house of God about being able to dwell in places, amen, that the devil said that we cannot go, amen. Does it bother anybody tonight, amen, the needs that we have in this congregation? The gutters that cut waterworks. Jabus was a hard place to get into. It was that way on purpose. That's what made him say, David can't get in here. The man said, oh, that I had a drink. From the well. Three men, was it? Eyes flew open. They exchanged glances. Would you like to be a captain? All the places, all the times, and all the years the devil has said, you ain't never getting in here. They broke through. What about you? I'm recruiting captains tonight. I'm recruiting great men. Y'all boys have been meetings all over the country all summer. I've preached these boys all summer long. I like it. I like it. You're flattering them. No, you're not. No, I'm not. I'm trying to work on not only the right now, but the future of the house of God, the congregation. 
kind of gave me a hard time the other day for asking folks to raise their hands, so I'm not going to do that tonight. And I won't even turn around and look. But how many people do you suppose tonight are sitting and standing behind me that it makes any difference to them what happens in the house of God? The test of your fidelity is not whether or not you are standing with me. The test tonight is whether there is a burden that rolls over inside your soul. I'm going up there. The only person and I haven't investigated and I'm operating on the assumption that all is well everywhere. But there ain't nobody in this building can keep you from getting the blessing if you want it. Come on. Tell me, preach. And if you're part of that Jebusite spirit, I'll just rebuke you right now and tell you, you shut up. Because if this boy wants to go up there, Brother Ross, you used to be like young like this. This boy wants to go up there. There ain't no Jebusite. There ain't nobody else. Brother Garrett can do one thing about it. This boy gets the one to dwell there. Amen. The Bible said, amen, they said of David, he can't come in here. Nevertheless, <laughs> I like the way Chronicles sounded. It's all a stronghold. But Chronicles call it a castle. And I like that. And they said Colton and Jones will never get in this castle. And the next thing they knew. He's standing in the castle. They said he'll never get in here. The next thing they knew, he said, get my stuff. Go get my stuff. I'm moving in tonight. I aim to dwell here. I aim to live here. I aim to stay here. And he got in. And he moved in. I said, I'll tell you what else we're going to do. This is David's house. The house of God. The house of David. And we renamed it. 
<laughs> no. You said it ain't never going to be. The devil's a liar, boys. Can you say amen? Amen. <laughs> I ain't up here playing. I ain't up here trying to get a feeling out of you. I beg God today to help me change somebody. Let the gospel change somebody. Let the word of God. Ain't that what you said? Lives changed. Tonight. I wish you would dismiss your preconceived notion about how a service needs to be for a man to get help. All for the strength that I once had. And maybe if I was stronger, I could get you higher. You may mistake me for being arrogant tonight, but I'm not. When I tell you I feel the Lord as close to me now, I laid on the bed and cried just like you do. Change it. Change it tonight. Tell me your name again. Austin. I asked Colton today, but it slipped my mind. Could I get any help tonight from you in telling this boy he can live in the castle if he wants to. What about this one? And this one. This one, this is mine here, or part of me. I leave singing on Sunday night. I try to just try to help. He's took. I don't think anybody told him to. One Sunday night, he just come up and stood by me. Oh, you think you're special. Not any more than you. But I'll use my last breath. Brother Gary, to try to Give him a desire to be something in the house of God. To be useful, to be great in the kingdom of God. As opposed to sitting in the back and watching all his life. Abraham, seed would possess the gate. 
of his enemy. So I went to the enemy's camp. And I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. And I think I'll sit here a while in the gate. Said, ain't Bible for that. You missed one. Bible said, when a strong man keeps his goods, his goods are in peace. Unless a stronger than he comes. And then he will first bind the strong man. I said, come on in, son. Don't pay him no attention. He ain't going to say nothing. He ain't going to do nothing. He ain't going to stop you because he can't. There's all that I have for you right over there. And I went in there and took what the devil had and took what the Lord gave me. It's under my feet. David took the stronghold. David dwelt in the stronghold. David renamed. He said they would pass through the when they passed through the valley of Baca they'd make it a well weeping got the going through there God got them helping them and they renamed it they did that a lot in the word of God need to quit, don't I? Lindsay, stand up and help me. Still awake? I'll ask you again, is there anybody tonight living in a place that the devil said You'll never come in here. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. I'm sorry. You may not agree with this, but I actually don't know how many things it would fix in the house of God if the young men would be what they needed to be. Brother Gary, it's almost impossible to count as I stand before you tonight the things that would change 
Thank you, sister. I believe you believe that. It come up last year. My daughter told me today and reminded me Stella was a, just a year younger, obviously, suffering, maybe had a fever. It's close to the sister here, and she got Stella, prayed for, just in the service here. Let me pray. Prayed for. She went to sleep. God touched her. Power with God, I'm assuming. Am I right? And when I just said, men needed to be stronger, she said, you're right. She's not threatened by that. Ain't no other godly woman threatened by it either. If the young men would desire to be captains in the house of God, their perspective on the young women would change. And the reason the young ladies do like they do, the ones that do it, is because they think that's what it takes to get him. But if he wasn't like that, and since responsibility starts with you, my brother, he said, well, if she was different, you know, you, you like that order, don't you? When you're getting your eggs brought to you. But it works both ways. And where it needs to start, I promise you, if there was no appeal to that and no attention given to it and no boy said, can I call you? Or no boy pursued them like they do. Man, I need to stop. It would change. If mama saw that the boys wasn't following her around in groups, Mama would quit getting her to dress like that. Y'all still want to be a captain? You, praise God. What about you, grandson? And we're just here spending a few days, going to have five services. Gonna go turn turn around and drive home and forget about it. Not me. Not you. Not anybody that cares. Not anybody that's got a burden. Amen. Stand with me tonight, those that are not. Maybe y'all could come with the song. I've tried to discern. In preaching, there's a, you might think that there's no warfare going on, but there's a battle between when I would probably prefer to quit 
and having fulfilled my obligation. Sometimes they don't always land at the same spot. What I've tried to do is get the gospel to come and there's a place. Oh, yeah. Kind of like a, I visualize it as a curve to where it's as close. You know, we, we build and work as close as we can and then it starts going the other way. If you can catch it right in that. And, and then, then, then again, sometimes when it perhaps is high, if we use that term, Brother Kenton, some of the reflection is lost. Some of the consideration is lost. Because what will happen is those that need to be in prayer about the message will fade in the background as others rejoice. And I ain't preaching against rejoicing. And I do not make this statement as some kind of commentary on my ability. But my burden and the hour in which we live dictates that every young man listening to me tonight needs to be in this altar. So you hadn't done so hot. I understand that. That's, That's not my point. That's not... So often we judge our effectiveness by your response. But after a while, like every one of these preachers do, I'll go home and lay down. And I'll talk to him. And sometimes, Brother Kenton, I feel good about, you know, trying to get... And sometimes I... Sometimes I don't. Is there anybody here tonight that would like to be a captain? A castle dweller. We live after the flesh. You see this poor old worn out fleshly body up here in front of you tonight. But although we live after the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You want to hear about a lofty goal? 
You want to hear about preaching and hope? And I could ask God and have asked him as much faith as I know how to let every young man go home tonight changed. Is that, if it's not possible, don't tell me. I don't want don't tell me. If it can't be done, don't tell me because I've been preaching like I thought it could be done. It's not for me. I understand. I understand. Tell you what you do when your family gets in trouble. Call the man you know can kill a bear. When your house is in trouble and you feel, Brother Caleb, the forces of darkness pressing in on your sons, call me. Because I've been there and I've knelt in the doorway and knelt at the couch and stretched out over their bed and begged God to rebuke that devil. And that spirit that's trying to drag him out of the home and out of the house of God. I'll try to pray. Or, or, tell God, I'm coming up there. I ain't sure how to get it all done. But I'm coming up there. I aim to take the stronghold. I aim to dwell in the place that the devil said I can never be. This is my house. When our children were little, and if you do your children this way, please stop. The boogeyman's going to get me. If you promote that, you should be ashamed. I tell them when there's little brother Kenton, the boogeyman don't come here. Ain't no boogeyman. Oh, my grandsons, ain't no boogeyman in Papa's house. Said there's something in the closet. No, there's not. No, there's not. We done been over there. We done pled the blood. We done prayed. We done begged God to help us. Boogeyman in the closet. He ain't under the bed. Amen. He ain't nowhere else. Amen. We killed the lion. And we killed the bear. This is our house. Praise God. I'm too backward. That ain't it. Weak maybe. But backwards not the problem. Thirty-five years of preaching causes you to have more in your mind than it's wisdom to say. 
all at one time. I could say more. Tell you about the time. My son's testimony. They were in trouble. My wife, or my daughter-in-law, got to looking for him. Heard him in the bedroom praying. After a while, he come out. Found her and told her, it's going to be all right. Sisters, without even knowing your name, my heart goes out to you as you are troubled by an uncertain future with a companion that's too weak to pray. I'm sorry. Sometime after that, boys, they got to trying to have school. I'm already out here, so I'm going to leave this with you. It's been on my mind. We hear a lot about the condition of the world, and I don't know where you are tonight. But if your children are still in public school, you need to repent. You need to beat your path to this altar and beg God to forgive you. And to tell them first thing Tuesday morning, we're out of here. If you don't have no more concern for your children than that, you need to repent. I don't have nothing to do with nothing. So that's doing school, and my daughter-in-law was helping my oldest grandson, and she got overcome with Sickness, and she told him we're going to have to take a break. You go play. She intended to go lay down. He took off, took a few steps, and turned back around. <laughs> said, Lord, help my mom. And immediately... It left. I make no excuses for homeless people. We, we have what the world needs. We have what homes need. What families need. Come on, boys, be a man. Come on, boys. What if I said tonight, the first one to the top. And have the blessing. Joab said, that sounds like me. Somebody's going to tell you along the way, Brother Daniel, you're just trying to get attention. I know you've already done it, but don't pay no attention. got to be done. 
And because it's got to be done, men will do it. What do you want from us? Prayerful consideration. Say, can't get the Holy Ghost if it ain't a fast one. You'd be wrong about that. I don't know how far we are between here and there. But Brother Kent, ain't nobody going to get the blessing until they want it. And if we ain't there tonight, we must start there. Where you at, boys? Excuse us, young ladies, while I beg every young man in this building to come to the front of this house of God. I'm not excluding you, sisters. Let's seek for God's favor. Let's humble our hearts. Come on, boys. Come on, boys. I'm going up there. I'm going to the stronghold. Come on, boys. Come on, boys. Come on, children. Praise God.